a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Renthal on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,500 podcasts delivered with over 15 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. As always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X podcast with Josh DeMuth, the sheriff, makes his debut on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you especially to the folks at Fly Racing. The 2021 stuff is next level. They've got rid of the zipper on the light line. They just use a BOA now. They've got the Formula CC helmet. They've got the regular Formula helmet that's absolutely amazing. They've got new new uh, features, new uh, stuff in the knees in some of their lines. They've redone their goggle a couple years ago. The FR5 boot is really good. They have snow stuff as well because now it's uh, October and snow stuff is coming. So please check out Fly Racing at flyracing.com at your local dealer or your favorite e-tailer. And, uh, man, whether it's uh, summer, winter, in between, uh, whether you're fat, whether you're skinny, whether you're a woman, uh, whatever it is, uh, a man. I don't think they have dog stuff yet, uh, but whatever it is, Fly Racing has something for you. So thank you to those guys. As well as Renthal, of course, the undisputed global leader in manufacturing design since 1969. Renthal has become notorious for relentless obsession to detail and quality through their commitment to produce the finest products on the market today. Please check it out, Renthal.com. You know uh, AC and ET and KR and all of those guys using Renthal uh, for a long, long time now. Honda's had Renthal bars on their bikes since like 1986. Think about that. Think how long that's been where they continue to use Renthal products on their on their bikes. So, uh, yeah, thanks to those guys. Thanks as well to Maxxis Tires, the MXSTs developed by McGrath, used by A-Ray and Rod Bell. Uh, and even uh, Rod Bell and A-Ray have been using some of their different lines as well. So Maxxis Tires, for more information on that, UTV Tires, the Minion line of mountain bike tires are amazing. So please check that out. Light Truck Tires, Maxxis has got you covered in all things rubber. Uh, so thank you, Maxis, for coming on this show as well. So, uh, all right, the sheriff is a guy I don't know that well, other than to say hi over the years. I've had brief conversations with him, of course. We, our paths have crossed. Uh, great arena cross rider. And I always remember that he would, and I mentioned this in the podcast, he would just be gone for a while. I don't know where he'd go. And, and then he'd show up and he'd top 10, and then he'd be gone again. And then you're like, why doesn't that guy have a rut? Uh, because he's, he was that good whenever he showed up out of nowhere. So uh, definitely one of the more underrated talents we've had. Uh, almost won the U.S. Open with H&H back in the day. That was a nutty night. Uh, and, uh, yeah, really, really had a lot of success in life, uh, the sheriff has. So I wanted to catch up with him and see what's going on and more. So thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Please enjoy this podcast. And now, as promised, on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast, presented by the folks at Renthal and Maxis. Four-time arena cross champion and uh, an all-around good dude. Certainly uh, very, very talented on a motorcycle. I'm happy to catch up with him. It's the sheriff, Josh DeMuth. What's up, Josh, man? Uh, thanks for doing this. 
Oh, absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me on, man. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's never, uh, never easy getting old. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. Um, so what are you doing these days? What's happening? What, what are you doing? Man, uh, you know, I'm still in the Dallas Fort Worth area, uh, living down here and, uh, man, just spending, uh, spending a bunch of time with my, with my kids, um, you know, just catching up on stuff that I wasn't able to do racing. Um, you know, we, uh, I work for a medical device company. Um, actually, with everything going on right now, um, we uh, sell temperature monitoring systems. So okay. for these big, yeah, these big manufacturing facilities and stuff, uh, we provide these like standing kiosks uh, with basically like a it's kind of like a laptop screen mm-hmm. um, that basically takes your temperature uh, when you go in. So. Um, you know, with that being said, it's, uh, pretty, pretty cool. You know, we're able to keep people safe and healthy during, uh, during these times. Yeah, absolutely. You married or girlfriend or what's going on with that? No, no, man. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sporting the single life right now. So I'm trying to uh, lay low a little bit. Listen, (laughs) listen, Sheriff, if there's one thing that anybody who knows you listen to this podcast, you have no problem attracting a ripper. Like I, you know, there, there's going to be a, a hot chick on your arm one of these days. There's no doubt. Well, I'm so. not. I'm not saying that I don't. I'm not going on dates. I just don't. <laughs> no, I. Uh, no, man. I. I. I don't know. I kind of been running low, but. Uh, right, right. No, no. It's it's good. Like I mean, I obviously going on dates and hanging out with chicks. That's right. that's never been a that's never been a problem. No, but, no, it's never know. never been an issue for Josh to move. <laughs> never. No. Never. Yeah. So, uh, no, never, uh, but no girlfriend right now. Right. No, uh, no wife, no nothing like that. I've right. been, uh, been, been riding my Harley and trying to keep my, keep myself out of trouble. Okay. Good. Good to hear. Um, uh, I guess let's start with this. How much do you follow sport these days? How much are you watching it or following it? I mean, obviously look, uh, you grew up with it. So I, I don't know. Um, how's that going for you? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, not not near as much as I I should be. Um, you know, this uh this new job and stuff that I got, uh I mean, it's it's uh, pretty intense. So it doesn't leave a lot of free time, but mm-hmm. uh at the end of the day, um, uh, you know, I I still keep up with it. I mean, we'll catch races over at my buddy Chad's house, you know, he records them all and so yeah. just whenever we have some free time, we'll go watch. Um didn't really get to see a whole lot of the outdoors, um but I did see a bunch of the Supercross stuff. Um, cool. and then, yeah. you know, of course, you know, we got to go to Dallas before all this stuff hit. So I was there at that and, you know, we'll try to uh, get back to some of these, uh, Texas supercrosses that are coming here this year. Right. Right. Yeah. Hopefully anyways, we're, we're there. Let's, let's cross our fingers. Now, uh, you badly injured your lower leg in a crash. You had a bunch of surgeries. They actually ended up amputating it. You did get back on a bike and you mentioned you ride a Harley. So How's life with uh, with uh, you know a fake lower leg? I guess how's that going, Josh? Man, it's it's not bad. I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things. You know, everybody's got to get up every day and put their best foot forward. Me, mm-hmm. it's uh, you know, I, I don't really have a best foot, so my <laughs> fake leg's my best foot. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I mean, it's you know, it, it's tough some days. You know, they're a little worse than others, but for the most part, uh, you know, things yeah. are going good. We haven't had any complications, nothing like that. Um, you know, prosthetics are uh, a little on the pricey side, so. You know, I get a get a new leg every every three four years, and uh, you know, there's a lot of checkups, adjustments, and things. You know, your leg, it's kind of forever changing. It's, Is it really? It's really weird. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, 
you know, your muscle composition, you know, the leg, you know, if you gain a little weight, lose a little weight, things like that, it, it really affects the way that the prosthetic fits and the way that it works. Mm-hmm. So uh, in, in a sense, it's kind of like, you know, going out to the practice track and trying new parts on your bike. You know, it's <laughs> you're, you're forever messing with it. So yeah. um, I've gotten pretty good at tinkering around with it and, uh, you know, getting it to fit me well. Um you know, as far as riding the the moto thing, Steve, I, I haven't really, man, I, I haven't really, I, I've kind of done away with the moto thing. Every time I seem to go to the track, I end up, you know, falling over or getting, you know, yeah. getting a little busted up. And I just, uh, man, my body's so beat up, I can't really take another another right. big hit like that. Um, I actually spent some time um, over uh, over the summer and during the spring and, and here in the fall uh, with Willie McCoy. Uh, the old flat track uh, okay. champion. Yeah. And so Willie uh, works for Tucker Rocky here and, uh, and we, you know, we've known each other for a long time and he kind of got me into flat track. And so I bought a flat track bike and, and uh, been doing it uh, really just for fun, no racing, um, but have rode it a few times. And then of course, you know, I got my Harley and that's, that's where I get the most enjoyment, man. I got a bunch of friends that ride. And so, uh, so we're, we're out just about every single weekend and, uh, rip, ripping around on a Harley. So, is it your right one or left one? Uh, it's the right one. So I'm still able to shift and all that. Okay. So how's braking? And how's braking? Bra- braking's good. I mean, uh, you know, being a motocross guy, you use your front brake most of the time anyway. Right. So it's not a big deal. But we've got a we got a system uh, basically hooked up on my bike to where it's kind of like your your full wheelers with a proportioning valve. Okay. And so it, I basically have both brakes run through the front brake. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, that proportioning valve lets me adjust it, you know, 60, 40, 50, 50, whatever right. I want. And then basically just squeezing the front brake works both brakes. So, um, um, you did make it back on a motorbike though, right? With the prosthetic. Uh, right? You, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I, I had made it back um, and was actually getting ready, you know, after I got out of the hospital, got a bike, got a leg set up, and I was planning on doing the amputee class at the X Games. Yeah, yeah. And I ended up crashing and getting hurt again, and I, I spiral fractured my arm really bad and had some pretty bad shoulder damage and uh, ended up leading into a bunch of nerve damage. So now basically the whole right side of my body's junk. <laughs> really? Huh? Oh wow, I didn't yeah. know I didn't think, I don't think I heard about this. Oh shit. Yeah, okay. no nobody uh nobody really heard about it. Um you know, we just I was at the track, you know, kind of training, you know, getting in shape, getting ready for the that amputee X game stuff and and it had another crash. And uh, so anyway, I messed my arm up really bad and since then um you know, I've been in the track a handful of times, uh, but just man, it's just it's it's almost kind of really impossible to ride anymore. Yeah, with, I bet. With all this yeah. going on. So, um, can you you can't run, huh? Or can you run? With a, no, with, no. Okay, yeah, so just just walking. Yeah, yep. I mean. My uh, my leg, Steve. You know the left one. Um, you know it was so bad that they almost ended up having to cut uh, my foot and ankle off my left foot. Oh shit! And okay. So, yeah. Um, it was one of those situations, you know, nobody kind of really knew, you know, obviously the, the left leg was, was almost as bad as the right one. Um, the only saving grace was, you know, I didn't have any kind of infection or anything. You know, I compound fracture my left leg as well, too. I had a rod that went basically, I had a rod in my leg from a previous injury. And yeah. so that rod went through my ankle 
and basically threw my foot and blew out the side of my foot. Oh, and so snap. that one was actually okay. compounded, but it never got any dirt or nothing in. And then um, they were ended up, I had a doctor that was there after about four or five surgeries. My foot just kept falling apart. And so when they put it back together, um, they've got this kind of like cage and they fused, fused a bunch of my foot and my ankle together. So my left leg's actually worse than my, uh, than my fake leg. Um, yeah. So yeah, there, there ain't no there ain't no running for this guy anymore. I, I'm I'm at a slow <laughs> crawl. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Well, I I had no idea, Josh. I didn't I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah. Um, so and plus you add in you add in the, uh, the the probable ACLs and MCL issues that you probably have as any old racer does, right? And uh, yeah, then yeah, your knees are no good either. <laughs> yeah, it's almost uh, you know there's certain days where uh, you know my prosthetic leg is about ten times better than my left leg, uh, you yeah. know, depending on the weather. So <laughs> um, are you? So is this? Uh, and I, I mean, is this something where you're in constant pain and you've got to medicate a little bit on that kind of stuff? Like I, I hope that hope it's not like that. Yeah. No. 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 It's not like that. Okay. I mean, Good, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I mean, all of us, man, anybody that's retired from racing, I think is constantly in pain. Uh, you just get numb to it and you, you yep. know, you just kind of learn to deal with it. Um, you know, it's, it's not a big deal. I mean, and like I said, I mean, I, I'm, I'm hurting every day, but it's not nothing that I can't tolerate. It's not nothing. I mean, I'm still on two feet. Um, yep. you know, the Lord bless, you know, the Lord bless me not to be in a wheelchair, I know a lot of friends and I know a lot of good people that are that are stuck in wheelchairs and man it's um you know I at least I'm able to get on two feet and I make the most of it every yeah, day. Good, good 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 to hear. And and you know you you were a really talented racer and I think part of being talented is coordination and balance and and technique and so I'm guessing sheriff that flat tracking stuff's pretty good for you. Like you you're probably surprising yourself. I bet you're pretty good at it. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm having a blast at it. You know, we uh, we're planning on doing a little bit of racing this year. I got my bike in the springtime, mm-hmm. and uh, and then of course with everything that happened, they kind of shut everything down. And then um, you know, just time and and you know, new job situations like that. Just you know, the the practice and stuff was limited, so I literally just go out and ride around and have some fun. But yep. yeah, I mean. It's funny the you know the only thing that works on my body is uh, is my left side so flat tracking uh, is a perfect fit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, really good idea. I never thought of that. Uh, Josh yeah. Denuth here on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, presented by Maxis and Renthal, of course. Uh, let's go back in the beginning a little bit. Let's get jump in the time machine and, and go back to uh, the Ohio Josh Demuth. That's when I first met you, uh, Ohio and. What was that Yamaha team you were on uh, with JT? Uh, what the hell was that called? Uh, um, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Excel Yamaha. Yes, Excel the, Yamaha. Yeah. Um, that was kind of yeah. where you first became a pro and made your mark a little bit. But um, growing up in Ohio, uh, how'd you get into moto and how'd you start uh, realizing that, hey, I can maybe make a living at this? Yeah, it was it was kind of funny. I mean, we grew up in a real, real small town. Uh, I think, man, the population in my town I grew up in was like 35 people. So we were out in the middle of nowhere. And, and um, you know, we uh, my dad and his friends rode. Uh, my grandfather actually rode a little bit. So bikes have always kind of been in the family. But, um, you know, dad, dad raced hair scrambles and cross countries and stuff. And then they got me a bike just to kind of tool around and kind of do the same thing. And we ran into some friends that uh, did motocross and uh, ended up, you know, running into Brock Sellards. And so Brock only lived about 20 or so minutes from me. 
And uh, growing up, him mm-hmm. and I rode a lot together and raced a lot together. And, um, man, it was uh, it was fun. You know, we spent a lot of summers together. Rod and I spent a lot of summers at his house. And, um, you know, we were really good friends up until the time we uh, started racing for money. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, yeah. then, the, then the rivalry, you know, we were taking money from each other. So, uh, yeah, friendship kind of turned into a, oh, a wow. pretty good rivalry. Did- and uh was there anything on the track between you two guys? Any anybody take each other? Oh out? yeah, no. We 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 had we had. Uh, I mean, there was a couple times I can remember fist fighting in corners, landing local oh, tracks. Oh, smack! And, yeah. Um, but uh, no, Brock and I. I mean, we to this day. I mean, we still got a good, uh, you know, a decent friendship. And yeah. And um, you know, we don't talk all the time, but you know, he honestly was one of the reasons why. Uh, you know, he was always a little bit better than me growing up. And so, uh, you know, that was, that was my motivation was, mm-hmm. was trying to beat him every weekend. And, um, so, you know, I, I, I didn't really bloom until a little bit late, yeah. um, you know, and didn't really start winning and doing a lot till, you know, till my twenties. And, uh, you know, Brock was, like I said, well, Brock was kind of a, a big, uh, push behind me, uh, behind me going fast. Broken spokes, just battles at broken spokes. So many, yeah, right? <laughs> so many. I bet I've been to that yeah. track. I, I I rode there way back in the day. So um, yeah, yeah. Brock was kind of like a team green amateur star kid, right? Like I mean, he was a big deal and uh, coming up as an amateur. And so yeah, you you were just slightly behind him, kind of just being the underdog, I guess, a lot of times. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Brock had a lot of help from Team Green and stuff, and I was just kind of like that one step behind. Yeah. And so, man, I you know. You know, younger man, we really struggled getting to the tracks. You know, my family didn't didn't really have a lot of money, and uh, you know, they did everything they could to get me there and give me all the opportunities that I had. And then, uh, you know, luckily, you know, I turned uh, I turned you know local expert when I was thirteen, uh, simply just out of the reason because we couldn't afford to really race anymore, and I had to do something. So oh, uh, that's you know that's back when uh, contingency was big. We had a Yamaha shop in uh, Lancaster, Ohio, called mm-hmm. SCR Sports Cycles Racing that um, really helped kind of get us get us going. Um, you know, helped us with a lot of the Yamaha contingency, and then uh, you know with me turning pro, I, I raced 125 Pro in schoolboy class. And uh, between the Yamaha bucks and the little money that I was making in the expert class, that's how we went racing every weekend. So uh, it was a struggle for a bit, but wow. you know, we made the Jeez. most of it. Yeah, so that, it was that, that gnarly then. You kind of had to start racing for money and everything else. Yeah, because I looked up your Loretta's results. And so you, you, went to, you went there in 65s, 85s, and then four years. You didn't go for, for three years, and then four, you show up for three years or four years later and and ride 125 modified 12 to 15. So, yeah, there was there wasn't like you were like a steady Loretta's guy either. Yeah, it's just I mean, man, we uh, you know, we we just to be honest, man, we didn't have the money to go. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, it's sure. not it's not that we didn't want to. Uh, you know, that was just, you know, both of my parents were working full time. Um, you know, it was it was something that, you know, we had to or they had to work full time yeah. to give me the track. So, you know, bigger races like that, you know, we kind of missed out on just because we they they couldn't take off work and I didn't have time, um, you know, or we we just didn't have the money to right. go at the time. Wow, I had no idea. So yeah, th- and then so you you were you're pro you're riding for pro against adults at 13, 14 years old. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Welcome to real life, then, right? Like these guys are yeah, like right. serious, right? Yeah, right. 
So, yeah, I, uh, it, was, it was funny. You know, at 14 years old, I was making more money than my teachers were at, yeah. uh, that were teaching me in school. So. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true, right? Um, yeah. So that Excel thing never really actually worked. It never actually happened. But that was kind of your first year on pro. You were Yamaha a little bit, just kind of uh, uh, you, you made a couple of main events, uh, got two, rode the 250 class in Steel City. In 96, got 20th overall, you know, Racer X Vault. So you're on your way at this point. And then in 97, you're on Suzuki's. What happens with that? What is that? I don't remember. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, 97 was uh, – 96 was realistically kind of my my first real real year doing right. it. Um, you know, and then uh, I ended up getting the first year I got national number 88, and literally it came down to the last moto at Steel City. Um, I got like a 14th or 15th, I yep. think, in the last moto, and I got like six or seven points, and that was good enough for a number. <laughs> nice. um, you know, yeah, right. So uh, – so anyway, then we uh, we 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 switched shops. I had a uh, Suzuki shop in Cincinnati called Eastside Cycles, and uh, they helped me out, got me on the tour. We uh, traveled around, did a lot of the East Coast Supercross, and did a lot of the Nationals. Um, from there, '98 kind of switched over, and I went back. I actually got a uh, Team Green ride. Um, funny enough, but mm-hmm. I, I had kind of a, a team green ride through Kawasaki uh, with Ron Heben, yep. and uh, still did a lot of the supercrosses, uh, some of the arena crosses. Just I, I was kind of one of those guys that bounced around everywhere. There was a race we we tried to go to it that was kind of in a you know six seven state area. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we we did the most, and then. Uh, that next year in 99 is when uh, I met you guys uh, with the Excel team. Okay, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, and then uh, from Excel. But, but did it actually work? Did it, did, was there, like, I thought it folded right away, or did, did they take you racing? No, I mean, we, we made it the, we made it the whole year. Uh, okay. It didn't come, yeah, we made it the whole year. It didn't come back for, for a for second. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was just one of those deals. I mean, uh, you know, I think the owner, you know, he had, um, uh, I, th- I think he got, you know, a, grandfathered some money from, yeah. for, you know, from someone who had passed away in his family, and he wanted to be, have a race team. And then I think, um, you know, just with everything going on, he didn't really realize the uh, the costs involved, yeah. and uh, to, to sponsor everybody, to pay everybody, to get him to the races, and so. Uh, after one year, you know, he just that decided, was you know, it was better to better to just have a shop and, and kind of do the thing. But at least he can say he did it, you know. You, you know, when I was sitting down to think about my Josh DeMuth memories, and, and we'll get to Arena Cross and all that in a little bit, but I was a mechanic for, for Red Dog in 99, 98. I was working for Ty Birdwell. And I, I remember thinking, well, before I did the podcast, I was like, God, he would just show up, he'd be super fast, and then he would just go away. And... And looking at your vault, like you, that was kind of true. Like, like uh, ninety eight Suzuki uh, Hangtown, you got seventh in one twenty five, one twenty five class, and then you didn't come back until High Point, and then you were gone. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, and then oh, so and then at, at the ninety seven, the the final round of Steel City, you get a ninth in one twenty fives. Like, none of this is getting you rides, and I don't know where you're going. But whenever you show up, Demuth, you're really fast at these supercrosses yeah. and motocrosses, right? So well, and then yeah. you know that was that was the thing. Steve was like, you know, we we couldn't afford to go to all the races, so we just did the ones that were close by, and then the rest of the time, you know, uh, was really just doing you know any races that we could find. 
um, that, you know, one, we're paying, you know, RM bucks back in the day. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's really, <clears throat> you know, we, I would have liked to have gone to all these, you know, big races and stuff and, yeah. and I possibly could have gotten a ride. But for us, we were racing to get to the next race. And so, you know, obviously money in the AMA stuff wasn't that great at the time. Yeah. And so we, we had to go elsewhere to get money to be able to race. And so we just picked and choose which races that we went to. And, uh, you know, fortunately, we were able to do good at the ones that we went to. Yeah. It, so in 98, the, the racetrack's vault could be wrong. You rode Suzuki's early on, and then he been got you, picked you up halfway through yeah, the year? Yeah, Is that how it started? Oh, okay. Yeah, I started the year on Suzuki's, and then about uh, about quarter, maybe halfway through the year, I switched over to Kawasaki. Okay, so that's where he's been like, hey, we got some bikes and parts and just want yeah. to get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so 99, Ferry was supposed to be on that Excel team at some point. I, I don't know what happened, but he split, and then uh, I jumped in and, and after Dave Dye quit and started being, uh, being his mechanic. And, man, you got fifth at Pontiac and sixth at Houston, fourth at Indy. Like you know, these are these are results you got to be pretty stoked on. Tenth at the shootout, like uh, yeah. yeah, good good times. Yeah, no, it was good, man. It was it was really good. You know, we uh, early on, um, you know, we struggled a lot with bike setup, and and uh, so we had a couple rounds where, man, it was just uh, struggling uh, with setup, most mostly suspension stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, once once we got through, you know, once we got through about halfway through the series, then, it, you know, it started to kind of kick on. But, um, uh, you know, we were using uh, Olin suspension, and uh, no one really knew a whole lot about it or how to work on it. Right, right. And uh, it wasn't that the suspension was bad. It was just no one really knew, you know, we had gotten a sponsorship from him, but nobody knew how to work on it. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, it was a struggle for, for a while trying to get it uh, tuned in and, once we did, then everything, you know, everything was solid and the results, you know, kind of showed. But, um, were you, but yeah, were was, you, were you a bit pissed that you weren't getting more attention for some of these rides? Like, you know, uh, FMF Honda or, 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 um, you know, uh, D Marini Suzuki or any of these guys, uh, were you getting a little pissed? Yeah. I mean, man, it's, it's, that was the thing. It was like, you know, I just, I, I went to the track. I did, I did my best and, you know, I mean, yeah, if if I would have been there, maybe the opportunities would have been a little little greater. But at the same time, when I went to the track, you know, on these kind of B teams or these privateer teams and, and would beat all those guys, um, it was that was satisfaction enough for me, just proving to them that I didn't need all that stuff to beat them. <laughs> right, right. Do you feel like you were better indoors or outdoors? I mean, obviously the arena cross stuff speaks for itself, but – Man, you got some solid outdoor at the outdoor results too uh, on a 250 on a big bike. So, wh- what do you think? <laughs> Man, I, it, 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 I, dude, I don't know. I guess it depended on the uh, on the bowl of Wheaties I had in the morning <laughs> whether I was going to be good at outdoors or good at Supercross. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> and- I. Uh, Man, I mean, other than Arena Cross, I mean, I just I never really had like a favorite. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. Yep. It was always just I enjoyed outdoors. Uh, I enjoyed Supercross. I think I struggled the most at Supercross, but it was weird. I struggled the most at Supercross, but then I would go to Arena Cross and and kill it. Mm-hmm. So it, um, you know, really it, it just you know depended a lot on on the situation and the timing, I guess. You know, I don't see a lot of great results at Troy, Ohio, at your hometown place. Like uh, some good, well, decent ones, but nothing like. 
nothing where you were like uh, spectacular at Troy. Yeah, no, I, I, for whatever reason, I never did very good at Troy. Um, yeah. And I, and I don't know why I just just never had you know very good luck there. I I did way better at Mount Morris and Steel City. Yeah, Steel, uh, you know, I grew Steel up, City's your place. Steel City's your house. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I well, and I grew up at Mount Morris and Steel City racing. Um, you know, racing as a kid on sixties, and Steel City was always one of my favorite places to ride, and still is. You know that that was uh, that was one of my all time favorite tracks. Was there something about you and Tyler Evans this year in '99 or '98? Am I am I getting that mixed up? No, get- no, no, no. We we were uh, we were there. Tyler and I were kind of you know we had back back then we had a group of guys that kind of traveled around and we all you know we were all in our vans or box yeah. vans or whatever and all of us kind of traveled and that's really kind of where I met uh, Carrie Hart. You know we were we were all down in. Um, uh, we were all down in Croom, down in Florida, kind of yeah. by where Thomas lives, and all of us were kind of camping. And then we, you know, we'd go to these uh, races, and we'd all pit together, and we'd all, you know, uh, travel together. And then that way, if somebody had a problem, you know, we were always there to help one another out. Yeah. And so there was about ten of us guys that basically just, you know, trucked across the world, you know, or across the U.S., you yeah, know, yeah. going to all these races. So. Yeah. It, um, you know, and then if somebody had a bike break or something, you know, everybody always had spare parts, and you know, we just kind of swapped things back and forth. So, right. It really, uh, it really helped out, and and you know, there was a good group of guys that I traveled with back in the day that that really made a lot of stuff happen. So, end of '99, you you know, you put in good results, but that's when the arena cross offer comes. Uh, how does that how does that come together? Yeah, um, you know, we I had done all those arena crosses when I was younger. You know, growing up in Ohio, you can't race for five months out of the year because there's two foot of snow on the ground. And right. so, um, you know, arena cross was just a way for us to race in the winter. And um, ended up, I, I went and did a couple of the rounds, um, you know, no, no teams, no nothing, and just did really well. And then uh, got an offer from Tough Racing uh, to finish out the series for one of the riders that got injured. Okay. Uh so yeah, so would you race Budman and Denny at the at their peak? Would you jump in there and race the Des Moines opener and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um it wasn't until so that was that was pretty early on. Right. That was uh so 99 I did a I did like the last half of the rounds for okay. for tonight. And that was when uh you know Buddy had won the championship the year before. He was on the him and Denny were on that Primal Impulse team with right. Billy Willie. Um, and so, yeah, those guys were, you know, number one and number three respectively. And, and so I was just kind of still a, you know, a punk kid coming in yeah, and, and would battle it out and race with them, had a couple of a good wins that year and stuff. And so, okay. um, Did they, it, yeah, it just, it just bounced around. They didn't like you guys coming in there, like the the kid, the Supercross kids. They didn't like you guys coming in there. Yeah, <laughs> I was, uh, man, I was pretty fortunate. Um, you know, Buddy and and Denny were always uh, always super nice. Mike Jones was always great to me, for whatever reason. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't come from a whole lot, and I think those guys knew that, and they knew that I I'd struggled just to even get to the track. Yeah. So when I was there, man, these these guys, you know, like Buddy and Denny and Mike, they were uh, they 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 were helpful. You know, they it wasn't like uh, you know, of course they didn't want me to beat them, but at the same time they weren't, uh, you know, they were they were proud of me for yeah. what I was doing and, and where I had came from, and so that uh, that meant a lot. So you got a ride with with Antelope that first year. 
Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that was 99, and then that following year, um, I had signed with uh, Carrollton Kawasaki. Oh, okay. And the year before, they had, uh, uh was Jeremy Buell and Mike Caden, yep. and then, and of course, they sponsored Grayson Goodman back in the day as well, too. So, um, I rode for them that year, um, so that would have been 2000, 2001 with uh, Darcy Lance from Canada. Yeah. And so we uh, we traveled the whole thing. Darcy and I, you know, we took turns driving the uh, box end of the races. Um, and then that following year is when I met up with the Shogun guys here in Texas. Oh, okay. And that's kind of where everything started. How did you do those years? I don't. I, how did you do those years that when you were? Because you won all your titles on a Yamaha, right? Um. No, no? I won two. Uh, two on Kawasaki's and oh, then two okay. on. Yamaha. Oh, so, all right. I, uh, yeah. I, I, my bad. I uh, didn't realize that. So, so it went pretty well. You were immediately adapting to indoors race. And, you know, if, if I know anything from talking to uh, Buddy and Denny over the years, if you win those things, you can make some good money. So for you, was this the most money you were making? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's, and that's really the decision that we made was, you know, for me, ultimately, um, you know, we could do the arena cross and, and then jump into the last four or five supercrosses and yep. then go straight into outdoors. And so uh, for me, it was just, I, I was making way more money than any of the supercross opportunities that yeah, I had. Right. And the, you know, the chance, um, you know, just with my bonus structure and the way that I was able to structure my contracts, um, I was able to make way more money at arena cross than I ever would have at supercross. Yeah. There's rumors of Budman pulling down 10, 20 K a weekend in his heyday. Oh yeah. No, yeah, I yeah. think the most, uh, the most I ever made with, um, I made right about twenty eight grand one weekend. I won all four races um a few times throughout the throughout my career. Yeah. And uh yeah, I mean, you know, with the purse and with the bonuses I had set up with my sponsors and everything, right. I mean, yeah, I was walking out of there with, with close to thirty grand yeah. uh, for a weekend if I won all four. So Dude, that's awesome. Great. That's that had been so cool for you to you know, to have that and have some financials. I mean, yeah, it's arena cross. You're not becoming a supercross star like maybe you dreamt of, but this was awesome. No, I mean, for me, and that, and that's the thing, you know, everybody kind of, uh, you know, they, they always ask me, it's like, man, you know, what if you would have been in supercross during that time? You know, could you have won some races? You know, could you have won a championship? And, you know, for me, the arena cross was just where I fit in the best. You right. know, I had the best opportunities there. Um, you know, the the people that I raced with, the the people that were there running the events with my kid, and I, it was a family for me. And that was um, that that was a huge thing. You know, having family, having friends. Um, you know, no matter how how gnarly the racing got. Um, you know, we all hung out and we were all friends and family and, and, um, uh, you know, I, I'm happy with the decision that I made, you know, to, to do arena cross, uh, to me, it was just as good as winning a Supercross. Yeah, absolutely. So did Shogun throw a bunch of money or Yamaha come in hot? Like why'd you switch? Well, uh, so initially we had a we had a guy down here, um, Steve Harvonic, that ran a uh, a local motorcycle shop down here in Texas. Uh, Ray from Carrollton Kawasaki decided to fold up his team, and um, and this is where uh, Jack kind of came into the picture. Jack was working for Steve at the shop, Jack and they Yost. wanted to do it. Yeah, Jack Yost. Yeah. Yep, they wanted- yep wanted to do a small race team and so uh, they hired me and Travis Hodges to travel around and do the arena cross 
Um, you know, we had no Yamaha support. It was just all, you know, kind of through okay. them, yep. you know, through them. And uh, that's when Bradshaw came back and came out of retirement and, and raced. And so he basically had all the Yamaha support. And that year was, was kind of really like my, my breakout year. And so about a quarter of the way through the season, you know, I was in the points lead. Damon and I were battling, and um, and Yamaha stepped in and, and uh, gave me a few bikes, gave me a big parts allowance. And so that was kind of the first start of, of having factory support with Yamaha. Ah, okay. All right. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and then Damon goes and breaks his leg, and, uh, um, you know, and then it looks like over the year and the year and a half, like Yamaha stepped up a little bit. I mean, because I remember I was at Yamaha working for Ferry, and you came to the supercross track to test a little bit, so you're you you know you were involved in, in that kind of that kind of way. Yeah, absolutely, and and that was kind of one of the things. You know, when we started the season, we really didn't have any help. You know, we we left uh, Des Moines in the points lead. We had you know great weekend, great showing, and uh, you know and and. You know, you know Damon. You know he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't really. Uh, he doesn't really like a no, whole lot he doesn't of people. Like, no, he doesn't like anybody. Yeah. No. He, he's no, uh, he's but, gone on a record as saying the only guy, the only teammate and rider he ever liked was Doug Dubok. That's it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, it was kind of funny. You know, uh, Damon uh, was always uh, my favorite rider when I was a kid, yeah, yeah. and so when he came into the series. Um, you know, we became friends and, um, and, and I don't think, you know, he just kind of kept to himself, didn't really, didn't really talk to anybody, but, um, in my aspect, you know, I got to, got to ride with uh, my childhood hero. We had some good battles we raced and I don't know if Damon had anything to do with helping me out with Yamaha. Uh, you know, I'd like to think so, but, uh, you know, we kind of became really good friends over the years. Um, you know, that we spent racing together and, uh, you know, he was, like I said, always one of my idols and, uh, you know, that was, uh, that was kind of a start to a great career. Oh, one, uh, us open. Uh, I worked for Kelly Smith at KTM and and there's a four stroke race at halftime and, uh, intermission and Damon was in it. He came back and, and my rider, I worked for Kelly Smith and he beat Damon and I was almost I was almost cheering Damon on behind him more than I was cheering Kelly on. Yeah, I was just like, this, yeah. is, this is fucking awesome. It's Damon Bradshaw. This is so awesome, you know? So <laughs> it was great. I can't imagine racing against them if he's your childhood hero. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I, I can't even tell you how many battles Damon and I had. Um, but I, I tell you, there's – you know, there's not a lot of people that I uh, that I had and showed a lot of respect for on the track. You know, and that was one of the guys. I mean, no matter where we were at, no matter how bad we were battling, um, you know, that guy was probably the funnest uh, the funnest guy that I've ever raced with, and ever had the most respect for was Damon. He uh, he showed me a lot of stuff. Right taught me a lot of things uh, that, I'll, that I'll never forget to this day. That's awesome. No, for sure. And, and all of us at Yamaha were jealous, too, because you and Jack would show up to the Supercross test track, and we'd be out there all day, right, just changing clamps and forks and shocks, and we'd be, like, looking over at you guys, and Jack would be like, hey, try this muffler. All right, try this shock. All right, let's call it a day. Let's go home. Yeah. <laughs> and we were always like, we were always like, we want to get on that program. We want to get on Demoose Arena Cross testing yeah. program. You know what I mean? So. Man, it was, uh, I tell you, you know, the, the, the Yamaha four strokes were really good back in the day. And, yeah. and for me, I don't know why, but in, in Supercross and that stuff, uh, really the most stuff that Jack and I did was just suspension. Yeah. Um, and I, I raced, I, I liked racing my bikes. Um, 
you know, basically kind of stock. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did a little bit of head work here and there to them just to kind of clean everything up. But for the most part, I liked my bikes really smooth and really mellow. Right. And um, and that's just the way my riding was. You know, I was pretty smooth when it came to Supercross and, and just timed everything good. And even in Arena Cross, it was, you know, all about timing and we literally would just set up the bike to handle in the whoops, and then I would learn how to ride it and deal with it elsewhere. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll figure yeah. it out. Right? Um, yeah, yeah. So, what was your, that was uh, that was kind of our go-to, I guess. What was your worst arena cross takeout that you ever had done to you, or that you did to somebody? Because all you guys, all you guys got stories. There had to have been a couple. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, uh, I, I've <laughs> I've had to take out a lot of guys. Oh, I uh, bet. <laughs> yeah, none. Uh, none really super specific. Um, there was one in. Um, there was one in I think maybe 2005, 2006. I came in and did the first round in Des Moines for Hart and Huntington. Um, I had got one of my usual starts about like 10th or so and had worked up the whole race, um, you know, coming from behind. I got into second, and then uh, on the last lap in the last corner, I uh, cleaned out Danny Smith pretty good for the win. Oh, poor, um, poor Danny. Yeah, poor Danny, man. And then, uh, man, that, you know, I mean, I, I've uh, there there was so many of those takeout moves and stuff in the back, but um you know, there was another one. I mean, Brock Sellers and I, I couldn't even count. Yeah, I couldn't even count how many times him and I had taken each other out. So um, probably probably me and Brock have had the most uh, run-ins in Arena Cross, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and again, me being friends with Danny and Budman and everything else. So Budman was telling me he was making 350 a year in his heyday. You around yeah. that? Were you around that? Yeah, no, yeah, I yeah, was. Yeah. Uh, I was making a. I was making a little bit more than that. That's uh, awesome. When I was riding free Omaha. Right, so. right. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Like, such a such a cool like pivot and such a great, you know, career move for you guys and these other guys. Well, and that was the thing. You know, I wasn't going to make that kind of money in Supercross. Um, you know, maybe if I would have won, but that was always kind of a long shot. And mm-hmm. and you know, there, you know, I think the bikes, you know, a little bit more important in Arena Cross. You can kind of get away with, you know, with with a little bit more as far as bike setup and stuff goes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that opportunity for me to make that kind of money was only there in Arena Cross, and that's that's why I chose to stay there. Yeah, absolutely. Who who was your biggest uh, competitors those years? I, I can't really. I mean, Darcy, I think for a little bit. Yeah. But... Darcy, Darcy was always there. Um, you know, Buddy and I had a good, some good battles. Um, uh, you know, when I did the Buku series, you know, Josh Woods was was pretty tough that year. Um, and then, of course, you know, in 2010, Tyler was there. We had some good battles. Yeah. Um, but you know, ultimately, you know, I think the the most battles that I had and the most memorable ones uh, was from from Damon. Yeah, yeah. Um, back in the o three, you know, o two o three season. Right, right. Uh, Fly Racing's Racer X podcast with Josh Demuth. FlyRacing.com. dot com. Please check them out at your local dealer or favorite e tailer as well. They've got some exciting stuff for twenty twenty one as well. They got a whole street bike line of stuff there. Hard parts uh, Demuth for Harley guys like you. So. Uh, please check I'm, it out. I'm all about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks to the folks at Renthal as well. I'm sure Demuth used Renthal at some point. Everybody did. Renthal.com for more information on those guys. And Max's Tires. Uh, uh, Justin Rodbell, Alex Ray using Max's Tires out there uh, in the Nationals this summer and doing a good job with that. Max's.com for more information. 
And finally, the folks at Racetech as well. You ever use Racetech, Sheriff? Uh, no, sir, I haven't. That okay. was one of the only companies I think I didn't ride Yeah, for. really, right? Racetech.com, Pulp 20 is the code to save. Get your moto work done. Get some suspension work from the folks at Racetech, and they'll dial you in. Uh, they've got great stuff. Uh, they've used stuff from Malcolm, Malcolm Stewart over the years, Mike Alessi, of course. Many, many guys have used Racetech. So, um, all right, Sheriff. So, um, you know, one of the other things about Arena Cross is the life off the track that all of you guys had. Um how bad did it get for you, or were you into that? Did, did, was it a, you know, a Friday night thing, and then and then you know drag yourself out of bed Saturday morning, or or how was that for you? Did you take it more serious than those guys, or no? Uh, man, uh, it. I, I've had my, I've had my my evenings. <laughs> um, I've had my evenings, but uh, what's what's great no, about I mean, Arena Cross is you have your evenings, but all your competitors are there with you having evenings too. Well, yeah, that was kind of the thing. It was kind of, uh, uh, you know, a census in the pits was like, okay, guys, you know, there's a, there's a good bar in town. We'll meet you all there. So, um, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I mean, there was, there was certain weekends, um, you know, and of course, you know, when championship times come down, of course, all that uh, comes to a, you know, screeching halt. Uh, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do to win, but uh, for the most part, you know, Arena Cross was a lot more laid back than Supercross. Yeah. You know, after the weekend, you know, Saturday evenings, everybody would go to the bar, have some beers, tell stories, have laughs. And uh, and that's what I liked about it. You right. know, everybody was down to earth. Everybody on the teams, you know, racing nowadays is nothing like what it was back in the day. And um, no matter what team you were on, no matter, you know, rivalries no rivalries you know everybody got together after the race and and had a beer and shared some laughs and right um you know those were some of the best times i think that uh, that i've had racing did you find yourself taking it a bit far at times or did you get caught up a little bit in that or was it was it mostly um, under control man, my it it's kind of funny my my big thing you know nobody kind of knew what i did um at home right and so for me you know, on the we'd go on the races these Friday, Saturday night deals. You know, I would go out drinking on Friday nights, and and they would be like, oh, you know, Josh is, uh, you know, he's going to be, you know, hung over tomorrow. He's not going to ride. You know, well, we we don't have to worry about it. And then I would come out and and you know, win win yeah. both main events. <laughs> um, yeah. And and I think I I use that more as a tactic um, to kind of get in people's heads. You know, everybody thought that I was, you know, screwing around all the time or screwing up and, and I really wasn't, you know, I, I took Sundays to rest coming home and then Monday through Thursday, man, I was, uh, I was a machine. Uh, I was in the gym, riding my road bike. I was riding, you know, five gallons of gas out a day, uh, road biking 50 miles a day. I mean, I, I, I killed myself during the week. And then on the weekend I made it seem as if I was just, you know, kind of hanging out and didn't really do anything. And I was, you know, just in party mode. But like I said, I use that to my advantage because I don't think anybody realized how hard I worked at home during the week. And so um, that was kind of the, kind of one of the things that, uh, that I was able to get away with a little bit, uh, maybe more than others. Are you, did you move to Texas for racing reasons or I know what, I don't know when, when did you relocate to Texas and was it for just kind of year round riding reasons or what was the reason? 
Yeah, exactly. See, that that was that was basically it. I mean, you know, being in Ohio, um, there wasn't much riding time going on in the winter, and I wasn't able to train and, and do the things that I needed to. So we moved down here in 97 right after I graduated high school and uh, kind of been here ever since. Oh, okay. um, yeah, yeah. You know, there was a lot of good riders that I had met through the years, you know, Charlie Bogart, uh, you know, Grace and Goodman, a lot of those guys were here, and there was a good good talent that yeah. was here. And so when we come down, that was just uh, another stepping stone for me to be able to, uh, you know, to elevate my riding. At your peak, at your arena cross peak, uh, did you ever get an offer to, uh, for Supercross Motocross that made you think about it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I had uh, had a few offers come through. Um you know that 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 were that were really good, and um, you know the decision kind of had to be made, and and you know honestly, uh, the the money was a little bit better in Arena Cross. Yeah. Uh, the ride the rides were a little bit better. Uh, I never really got any kind of factory support for um, uh, for Supercross where I had factory support in Arena Cross, so. It just made uh, it made better sense for me to stay where I was at and um, and to continue to do what I was doing. Yeah, absolutely. When do you start getting tattoos and getting into that? I mean, obviously, anybody knows you now. You've got a lot of them. Uh, when does that kind of start for you? And what, does it get a little addicting at times to to put ink on you? Yeah, I mean, it, it did. I mean, I I got my first tattoo maybe a week after my uh, 18th birthday, and okay. we had just moved to Texas, um, and then. Um, believe it or not, the, the first person that I met in Texas was the, the guy at the tattoo shop and, uh, <laughs> he used to, he used to ride. And, yeah. and, uh, so anyway, I was getting a big tattoo done and, and, uh, anyway, man, we, uh, we, we became good friends that night. I was at the tattoo shop for about five hours. So we spent the whole evening talking. And then, uh, later that week I took him out riding on one of my practice bikes and oh, ended cool. up getting yeah. him a bunch of gear, got him a bike of his own. And then, uh, so I would just hook him up with parts and gear and whatever he needed. And he would hook me up with tattoos. So, nice. um, it was kind of, uh, kind of one of those things and we became really good friends. And so that's, why I'm covered. Yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, because they were free. Right, right, yeah, exactly. Uh, when does the Arena Cross thing end and why? What what happens? Uh, what, does the series kind of – I know the series broke up. You had Buku and you had uh, – my kid sells it for a little bit. Is that Was that reason why or was there something else for you? Or is, was it time for you to go or, or what happened? No, just, um, you know, I had uh, I had a couple years of just some pretty bad injuries. I broke both my arms one year, broke both my legs, you know, another year. And uh, so there was kind of a little bit of, little bit of downtime in there where I didn't really, um, wasn't really doing much, just healing up. And then, you know, I had a couple jobs here and there just to, you know, put some money and food on the table. And, and um, you know, I ended up, uh, you know, coming back. I mean, I missed it. I, I still felt like, you know, still felt like I had a lot in me. Yeah. And so, um, you know, came back in 06 to, uh, you know, when that was the first year that Babbitts was there, I got to ride with them. And, um, you know, we, we started that year, we went to the Buku series just, uh, because there was a little bit more money involved mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so fortunately, you know, I was able to win that championship that year. Um, you know, I got pretty busted up that year and, and, uh, basically kind of retired, um, had a job opportunity in the oil and gas pipeline down here through a good buddy of mine and um, ended up leaving for about six months. I missed all the outdoors and then uh, I was like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going racing again. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, so yeah, I 
did that and that's when uh that's when the Hart and Huntington deal and like the Buku deal and all that stuff kind of fell into place. Right, right. Uh yeah, cuz I guess like you'd maintain a relationship with Hart and everything, right? Yeah, yeah. So, well, after the after the Babbitts deal with Arena Cross, I ended up getting uh, you know, I I kind of semi-retired for about 3 months. Um and then the, you know, David uh Villeman left uh Buku and the guys at Buku called me up and uh, wanted me to come ride for them. And mm-hmm. so that's when the uh, Buku thing started. I rode for them for uh, that the whole rest of the year, had a contract to ride the following year, uh, and that's when the main Buku, you know, energy yeah. drink sponsor kind of pulled out. Uh, Holligan had folded up his team, and so I was basically kind of scrounging for a ride again at the beginning of Supercross. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, – you know, that's, uh, I kind of spent that whole summer kind of working and just doing local races and things. And then that following fall, uh, was when Kerry, um, decided to, that he was going to do his team. And, uh, you know, just from our relationship in the past, he called me up and, uh, I was the first person to, uh, to get on that. Yeah. And then, uh, but you had an injury, right? You, what'd you, yeah. what'd you end up doing? It was bad. Yeah, so uh yeah, I dislocated my wrist really bad at okay. uh, at his practice track in Vegas yeah, that's and it, yeah. Uh, yeah, before I even really got I did the US Open, that was when I got third right. at the US Open and almost uh I had a chance to win it and um just, you know, couldn't pass Weimer uh there at the end and I ended up tying um I think we all three tied me, think, Grant, yeah, Chad Reed. Right. Yeah, we all three tied in points, so yeah, that was kind of my bad. Had I known, maybe I would have tried a little bit harder to get to get Weimer. But um, I, I was just happy that I was doing good. Happy that I, I had a couple of good solid nights, and, and I didn't really know I had the opportunity to win, or you know, I might have tried to not not yeah. that I would have tried harder, but I might have uh, you yeah. know stepped it up a little bit. But. Yeah, you were. I think you were winning it until like late in the race, like late in the moto. They were coming through the pack or whatever. You were in position. Yeah. If I remember right, they had the points on the screen or something. So, yeah, yeah. And, and so I would have won, actually, and, and, I mean, had I passed Weimer, I would have won, yeah. but uh, Michael Michael Byrne actually crashed on the last lap, and had he not crashed, I still would have won, Yeah. Um, but he crashed on the last lap, and then we all three ended up tying for points, um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, either yeah. either him not, you know, either Byrne not crashing or, or me passing Weimer would have right. kind of sealed the deal, but. Dude, uh, can you imagine you would have won the hundred grand, and that would have been fucking awesome. Oh <laughs> uh, no, that would have been that would have been rad, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I, st- I still kick myself in the ass for that one for sure. <laughs> and actually, the the day you dislocated your wrist, I w- I came out later that day. I was out living in Vegas, and I came out to go check it out, and they're like, "Yeah, Demuth just hurt himself." I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like, uh, yeah, yeah, was yeah. Dr- that was a bad deal. It, it took me a long time to come back from that. Um, basically, pretty much the whole Supercross series. Um, and then, uh, you know, and then I came back and, um, was struggling with that thing. It was, uh, it was pretty tough to ride. It was my right wrist on my throttle hand. So using the throttle and stuff, I mean, I basically had to learn how to ride all over again just cause my, uh, cause my wrist didn't move and bend. So, uh, it was a bit of a struggle and, and, uh, but I ended up leaving there, um, you know, leaving Kerry's deal to go to go back to Arena Cross, and um, you know, from there I signed with Babbitts again, went back to Arena Cross, doing what I loved, and and uh, was able to win another championship. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, a nice little comeback for sure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was uh, doing that, 
Man, that was 2010, so I, I got a ride with them in 2010, went, and that's uh, Tyler and I had a good battle throughout the year. Um, you know, we were really closing down the last couple of rounds. Um, he ended up having a bad accident and got hurt. I think there was only like two or three points that were splitting us. And so it was going to go down in the last couple of weekends. And, uh, you know, fortunately, you know, I mean, he got hurt. It was a bad deal. I didn't want to see it in like that. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, the next year came back around and I was, uh, you know, coming in to defend my championship. And, uh, and I had the transmission on my bike lock up at the practice track about a month before the season started. Uh, man, I broke, uh, my hip collapsed and punctured a lung, broke four ribs, broke my shoulder, um, uh, cracked my hip. Yeah, it was just a bad deal. And, um, so after that, I mean, that, that was, that was pretty much it. Um, man, I, I tried to come back, uh, in 2012. Uh, and I wasn't far out of the championship. I was maybe 10 points out, uh, about a quarter of the way through the series. And, uh, man, I just, I was hurting too bad and wasn't having any fun. So decided to, uh, decided to call it a ball and, uh, and get out before something bad happened or before I got hurt and, uh, went to work. Uh, I went to work for the oil and gas pipeline again. Yeah. How's that? Is that, is that, it's, I've got a buddy that does it up in Canada and, and I mean, it's, good money but it's hard work oh it was it was hard work uh but man i i have like i said i've got a lot of friends that are that are in that industry you know old racing buddies uh my best friend chad schneep uh he was he used to race the regional arena crosses back in the day he's uh kind of a local pro guy from kansas um grew up with the head and brothers with john and jeff mm-hmm. um but um yeah he, he's kind of the one that got me in he got out of racing you know quite quite a while back and that's was was his deal you know he yeah. uh, was a superintendent for a pipeline company kind of got my foot in the door and uh so for like the next you know five six months that's what i was doing and uh man the guys talked me into going riding one day just for fun um, and that's that's when the uh, that's, that's when, when the bad accident happens. So doesn't it always happen like that, right? Yeah, exactly. One more lap or yeah. whatever, one more time or whatever, right? And then the shit goes yeah, sideways. The yeah. yeah, that was the thing. It was like I retired so I wouldn't get hurt, and here I am riding for fun. And that's when the that's when the bad one happened. You know? Yeah, no, that sucks for sure. Were you able to put some money away um, at at some point? Man, I tell you, it was uh, it was pretty rough. Um, you know, when I got hurt, uh, I didn't have insurance through the uh, through the company yet. We had to be there six months to yeah. get it. I think I was there like five and a half months before my accident. Uh-huh. So, um, literally, my my insurance paperwork showed up about two weeks after I was in the hospital. Oh Jesus! And uh, yeah. so, long story short, man, a lot of the money and things that I had saved up, uh, you know, went to my prosthetic. Uh, you know, those things aren't cheap, mm-hmm. and then uh, a lot of it went to doctor bills and just medicines and yeah, yeah. and I spent um I spent almost an entire year in the hospital with everything. So it was a long year but you know, like I said, I'm still yeah, yeah. here and still walking and uh you know, life life happens so to speak, so you make the mess of it. Yeah, absolutely, right. And uh did you get married at some point I thought too? Uh, no, no, I hadn't been been married. I had a pretty serious girlfriend for, for a while and we were planning on getting married, but, uh, yeah, I don't really think marriage is in the cards for me there, (laughs) but, and and anybody who knows you is just nodding right now going, yeah, 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 right. (laughs) Um, 
you almost completed what may have been one of the most spectacular feats I ever saw. Montreal Supercross 08 or 09. Uh, you were carried home Friday night, I believe, is, is how I heard it. And you led the main on Saturday for three quarters. Three quarters of the night. It would have been Actually, the mo- it was. It was. I, I led it till the the very last lap, um, and then washed the front end. But yeah, was I that had a, okay. A, yeah, yeah. It, it was. Yeah, I had a phenomenal. Yeah, we had went out. Yeah, we had went out Friday night and uh, and got a little twisted off, and uh, yeah, I wasn't doing so well. And then uh, Saturday got up and. Um, Saturday I got up. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, I always rode. Uh, uh, I rode a little better hungover than I did. <laughs> the, uh, the, so, the, the people I yeah. I know who you were with, and people were like, "Dude, it's phenomenal that he's even he's even here today." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was that was one of my uh, one of my races, man. That was just. Uh, Man, you know, one lap, one lap less, uh, you know, I would have won after uh, an eventful evening. <laughs> it, uh, it, I think that damn JT got it. I think that was the weekend. I think JT got uh, it. Well, yeah, he, he was in the lead for a while. I think Nick Way ended up leading. Oh, was that Nick Way? It. Okay, yeah. That yeah, was right. Nick Way won it. I think JT got second, and then uh, Adams got third because I threw it away twice on the last lap. <laughs> um, oh. so, uh, but, yeah, I, I got up, and I was still in third. And um, and now, so I crashed on, the I guess, the next to last lap. Yeah. Uh, Nick passed me, and then Teddy, Teddy Mayer, was uh, was in front of me, and I was going about uh, 30 mile an hour faster in the whoops than everybody else. And I passed Teddy back, but I was going so fast I couldn't slow down, and I ended up hitting the wall and crashing again. Uh, so, and then when I got up from that, I I had went back to like sixth, and then uh, yeah, and so ended up six for the weekend. I was pretty bummed out, but you know, yeah, after yeah. the night I had, I shouldn't have been too pissed. I guess. No, no, it could have, it could have been an epic story. It could have been one of those ones that all of us bench raced about for years, about the time the sheriff pulled off the main event win. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that wasn't one of my, wasn't one of my finer moments, but no. uh, Hey, listen, it's, but, it's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, it's stuff that we still laugh about today. Right. So, Absolutely. I mean, there's there's nothing that can be said for you know having good times with your friends and and uh, and enjoying racing. And that's you know that was kind of you know not really towards the end of my racing career, but but it was you know. I mean, I had you know a few years left after that, but you know the older you get, you you just you take time to enjoy your surroundings instead of just being there so much for work, and you enjoy the people that you're with and. And uh, you enjoy your teammates, your team, you know, the friends that you're riding because everybody's from so many different parts of the world that you may never see them again. And so um, that was that was kind of the thing, man. I tried to enjoy my life as much as I could in the later part of the year's racing because uh, you never know when you're going to when the last time you're going to see somebody is, you know. Did you ever do any Europe stuff? What would you do over there, Jeff? Man, I... I, I did a little bit. Um, you know, I went to uh, Germany and did the Dortmund Supercross. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what year it was. Uh, it may have been 06, uh, 06 or 07. I, I yeah, can't yeah. really remember. But I went over there. I won the uh, I won the Dortmund Supercross over there. Nice. And um, Mike Jones uh, had set everything up yeah. uh, with a file Kawasaki over there. And so Mike... 
my dad and myself went over, and uh, we ended up winning the uh, the Dortmund nice. Supercross. That's so a big deal. I that's a, a big race. Yeah, that's a huge race. Oh, it was huge. Yeah, I ended up uh, winning a uh, Toyota Tacoma or a Toyota some kind of car or yep. something over there, and and uh, but yeah, it was it was an awesome weekend. Had a blast. All the people from Germany were were super cool. And uh, well, also, yeah, my uh, also too. Mike Jones is a legend over there. He's a legend. <laughs> so oh yeah, no, we had a good time with Mike. I think my dad had, uh, uh, yeah, my dad had a really good time with Mike. <laughs> I think they were up all night drinking champagne and beer, and he yeah. was a little rough on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. Yeah. Where else did you go? Anywhere else? Uh, man, I went to Australia. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, I went down there, raced. Uh, Raced about three quarters of the season down there, and I broke my hand at the next to last round, so I came home a little early. Uh, you know, the Arena Cross went over to Switzerland, um, you know, for the couple years. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went yeah. to Geneva, Switzerland over there and raced. Um, other than that, um, man, not not really. I mean, that was pretty much it. I went to Spain one time with Phil Lawrence. Oh, God. Um, and oh, did a, did a outlaw or um, some outdoor race over there with him. That was that was fun. <laughs> oh God, that was real fun. I, yeah. I can imagine yeah. after the race. Yeah. Oh, me, me and Phil had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody who goes out with Phil back in the day had a great time. There's no. Oh uh, yeah, me and me and Phil weren't good for each other. Right. That's for sure. Right. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I can imagine that. Um, best race of your career? Is there one that stands out? One that night that you were just on? Just yeah, just anything? Yeah. Um, Man, well, I'll tell you the, that that whole weekend at the U.S. Yeah, Open yeah. for Hart and Huntington, uh, you know that that was uh, that was really good. Um, you know, there was um, I got a fourth one moto the uh, the year that uh, in Millville that it rained real bad in the second motos, and uh, Chad Reed got his bike stuck in one of the ruts. Oh yeah, I think it was I think it was oh eight when Ricky lapped everybody. Yeah, oh se- um, oh six, I think. Yeah, oh six. Okay, yeah. So I was. Uh, I was in third for most of the race. I had kind of a crappy start, and I've always been a good mud rider. And uh, so I came back, and I was in third. And Mike Brown passed me on the last lap for fourth. And I think that was one of the, the that was the best race I had that fourth place at Millville, the second moto. Oh yeah, um, there that year. But um, I'm trying to think of of one that really kind of stood out. Where I mean. To- it has to be some arena crosses, like you said, where you won everything, where you were just unbeatable, right? You just yeah, felt like, yeah. I mean, there were so many of those races. I remember one year, um, it was the 03, it was the end of 03, um, the year I won my second championship. The last round was in Denver. Um, and the 450 race on Saturday night, uh, I got the whole shot, and – I almost lapped the entire field. Um, I lapped all the way up to second place. Um, second place was Tommy Hoffmaster, yep. and almost passed him in the last corner on the last lap uh, to lap everybody. So that was kind of my big arena cross that stood out was was almost lapped everybody in the main event. Oh, that's so, cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just absolutely some, some incredible rides in there. Um, this might be a dumb question for you, but I'm guessing no regrets for you. Uh, no, uh, no lookbacks. No, you seem like you're in very good place uh, as far as your life and 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 what what you what you earned, what you lost. Uh, you know all that kind of stuff. Like you seem to have a pretty good attitude. Yeah, no, I mean I, I do, man. You know everybody's got their their little things they wish they would have done yeah. a little bit differently, but uh, 
you know, I mean, honestly, I, I had a great time. I enjoyed racing. I had great times with friends, and I had great times with my family growing up. Um, you know, I have no regrets. I mean, you know, I just I wish I wouldn't have went riding that uh, that day when I lost my leg, so I could still be uh, still be ripping it up at the track. Yeah, but yeah. again, I mean, you know, everything happens for a reason, and God's got a plan for everybody. So, uh, you know, obviously, there's a reason I don't have my leg, and and uh, you know, not sure what it is, but I'm sure I'll find <laughs> it one of these days. You know. Well, and 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 then like you and I, we don't really know each other outside to say hi, and we've talked a little bit here and there, but. Just, you know, there's a lot of like, ah, oh, DeMuth brought that chick that one time. Oh, DeMuth did this. Hey, remember when DeMuth did that? Like, <laughs> you, you, like there's a big, yeah, you're very big bench racer uh, stories. You're, 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 yeah. you're a lot of, uh, yeah, you're a lot of stories about Josh DeMuth. And I, I don't mean this in a negative way. I mean in a fun way, like in a smile, smile and laugh way, you know? Oh, absolutely. No, and that's, you know, and that's, that's what my racing career I think was about was just, you know, having a good time, you know, winning some races, being able to kick back, tell some funny stories. And, uh, you know, ultimately, I mean, I, I still do that. My buddies and I get together, you know, we watch some of the supercrosses and stuff and everybody's having a couple beers and, and it's, it's, it's always story time. And, yeah. and so, uh, you know, I, I lived a great life and, uh, I'm very happy with what I accomplished and, uh, very happy the way that it turned out. And, and I'm glad that I can uh, be, uh, you know, be the center of some of your bench race stories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's always like, remember that? Oh, God, DeMuth and this stuff. Remember DeMuth. Yeah, so there's a lot of that, uh, which counts. I mean, you can't take it to the bank and pay your mortgage, but it does count in some way. Yeah, so. No, it counts, man. At least, at least I'm remembered, you know, so that's, yeah. that's a good thing. No, man. Well, hey, thanks very much. You've accomplished on a dirt bike uh, what very, very few have done. And, uh, yeah, you should be proud of everything. And, and I'm glad your attitude is good with – with the leg and everything else, and, and you're still able to ride a Harley, which is cool. And, and um, yeah, it's the Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Renthal and Maxis with Josh DeMuth. Uh, so thanks for the time, Josh. I really appreciate it, man, and, and hope all is well. Yeah, I really appreciate it, guys. You know, thanks for listening in, and thank you, Steve, for having me. And, uh, you know, just to all my, you know, sponsors and stuff throughout the years, I really appreciate all your help. Thank you guys for always backing me and always having faith in me. And, uh you know, to my family and my friends who supported me over the years, I, I greatly appreciate it. And, uh, you know, God bless everybody, and uh, hopefully we'll see you at the track sometime soon. Awesome. Thanks, Josh. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone 
even harder, jump farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. And I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the